world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because <coughs> we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning, good uh, Monday morning. Friday on TV, they sent me a shirt today, so I'm going to start promoting them a little bit. I got my Bridie on show today at, uh, at 11 o'clock, so jump in there with us. We always have a, always have a good time. Uh, I, I just a couple of things I got to touch on here real quickly before we get rolling. Uh, despite my, my uh, no matter how hard I try to reject it, we really are becoming a body here. And uh, I just want to acknowledge and thank all of you who have so faithfully supported uh, Craig and his and uh, our buddy Craig down in Missouri has been. He's had knee, uh, leg surgery. Had, I'll let, I don't know if he's in there. Maybe he can tell us a little bit about what's going on. But the support from uh, from those of you in the huddle for Craig has been it's been a pretty amazing thing to watch, and the willingness to you know. He doesn't, he doesn't have an advocate. He doesn't have anybody really fighting for him. He just lost his old dog, Booger, his faithful companion. Had to, Booger died literally, lay down at his feet, Craig's feet, and died before Craig had to go in for surgery. And um, uh, just the faithfulness of all you guys out there willing to do whatever you needed to do to help help Craig or whatever, just, uh, uh, just, I just blown away by it. I know Craig is too. Craig, you got anything to say about that dude, anything at all? I just want to. Just want to thank everybody, Coach. Yep. Lord, well, Lord promises new brothers and sisters, and he delivered. Huh? Real guys, huh, Craig? Real people, real guys. Yes, sir. And so you're you're in a good situation now. They're not forcing you. Craig's in a like a nursing home, a rehabilitation center. Lord, after, uh, folks, after he had surgery to remove some stuff out of his leg, and he fought the fight like we all fight with COVID and all that stuff. They wanted him to take a jab and. He held his ground and didn't take a jab, and they finally f- found him a place. And uh, you had a bunch of guys uh, with you, Craig, and uh, we, we appreciate what you do. You good, safe place now? I believe so, Coach. And I'm, I'm just 20 miles from home, so that that helps. So you know, I, I believe I am. I, nobody's saying COVID. Nobody's saying vaccine. And uh, they just I can keep a mask on, and just I'm not be around anybody, you know what I mean? Just isolate myself. Of course, we're finding out more and more. All that, all that. Now we know that the testing was all fraudulent. You guys have saw that, seen that, haven't you? The testing was fraudulent. I'm not going to go there this morning, but the testing was fraudulent. And uh, it is fraudulent. But, uh, what, what, what a mess we've been through. Well, Craig, we're in your corner for sure. Appreciate, appreciate all you've been through. My good buddy, Coach Norm. Uh, Coach Norm's going in today for a – a complete knee uh, replacement. Uh, many of you know Kochi. Some of you don't know Kochi. And those who do know him, know there ain't anybody like Kochi. And he had to be at 7 o'clock this morning. I uh, spoke with him last night, prayed with him last night. 
And one of the issues that coach is dealing with is, I mean, he's a big man. He's a, he's a big guy. I don't know how much he weighs, but he weighs a lot. And so he's going to go and have his third, have his uh, one knee done. He's going to have another one done in about six months. Both of them, you know, he's a coach. He gets out on the field. He moves around. The guy, guy can't even, can't even hardly walk, can't even hardly get around. So uh, just keep coach Norman your prayers today that, that that would all go okay and a good <laughs> rehabilitation when he gets back home. He's Coach Norm's not a guy that you can uh, lock down in a cage very well. He doesn't he doesn't stay home very well. So uh, keep him in his prayers. Who's going to pray for Coach Norm right now? Who will pray for him that that surgery will go good? Somebody step up and do that for us here. I got it. Yeah, go, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. Lord, we just ask that the um... – the spirit of infirmity will be lifted off of, of uh, Coach Norm, Lord God, and we just uh, we ask that you guide the hands of the surgeon yeah. to uh, skillfully replace or rebuild or whatever, Lord. With, uh, with Lord, his his knee and his legs are, Lord. We just ask that you just guide guide his hands, and Lord, we ask for a quick rejuvenation, uh, a restoration of his of his body. Mind and soul, Lord God, and we ask that the, any any uh, any assignments against him from the enemy will be broken off, and he's protected by the blood of the Lamb in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Everybody, keep praying for Coach Coachy today, and then uh, again, we've become uh, we've become a we've become a functioning body, which is really. To let you guys know how much of a cult we are. I didn't even I didn't even know some of the content connections you guys were making and checking in on each other and doing all that kind of stuff. So it, 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 it warms my heart today for sure. I know there's other stuff going on. I know, I know there's, uh, I just want to, I want to, I want to dig into some of the stuff that's going on on many, maybe even a lot of you aren't even aware of. Reggie, you got your hand up on him. <clears throat> or is it an accident? Reggie? No. Sorry. My Coach, um, yeah, no, yeah. I have a I have a call to action. I need okay. help um, getting some phone calls to the Lawrence County Al- uh, Jail in Alabama. They've uh, they've arrested a mom who was fleeing with her child, and it's, mm. it, it's the courts are setting it up. It's another baby Cyrus case. They've arrested her. They rubber stamped everything to push through a warrant for her arrest, and they've taken her child into custody. And it's personal. Um, it's, it, we need people to call just, just to let them know that we're aware that they illegally arrested this mother. Um, Reggie, can you put a contact want, information number or anything in the, in the queue? Yeah. I mean, literally just say you've arrested the wrong person. And, uh, that, that's, I know that sounds like really futile and, and little, but it's a big thing no, they, when you start they making you, them. They know, you're watching. They, know, they know you're watching. We saw what happened with baby Cyrus out there as they began to shine light and make noise, right? Yeah, we saw yep. that. So it does, in fact, make a difference. Did you just want to put that number in the chat, Reg? Is that what you wanted to do? Yes, I will. Could they, uh, Reggie? Who, uh, is there an? Uh, maybe you can't give a name. How? If if they call and they say, "I'm I'm calling regarding," what should they say, Reggie? Regarding what? Sarah Rivers okay. or Sarah Stanley. Sarah Stanley. Sarah. Stanley. It's out of Idaho. She's 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 out of Idaho. Well, Sarah Sarah Stanley. Let her go, right? Let Sarah Stanley go yep. and reunite her with her with her baby, right? Yeah. Yes. All right, Reggie. Hey, we're making it. That's one of the things I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about today. We're really, really um, 
making a difference. Lou Anne's hands up. Listen, folks, if you have, if if you, what you have is a germane uh, uh, to what we're talking about here, prayers or whatever, go ahead and raise your hand now. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Lou Anne. Yeah, um, for the uh, Sarah Rivers, there was a time where I witnessed that as well, where they accused somebody of something, make a make a false report like that, and then keep going that more, and then they steal your child. Just by doing mm-hmm. that. Well, folks, here's yeah, what's. I've seen it happen. I, I don't know how much you guys oh, have yeah, followed. Probably. Reggie, they need a number. Steve Dex says. I, I don't know how much you guys have followed the Johnny Depp thing. I haven't followed it hardly at all. But I do know this that the uh, <clears throat> the whole thing in that Johnny Depp trial is this Johnny Depp, Depp, Johnny Depp, Jack, whatever his name is, and in, in, Disney. Johnny Depp completely. Com- he accused his wife of spousal abuse. And she said, uh, she, they had her on tape saying, nobody's going to believe you. Nobody, this is a woman's world. Nobody's going to believe you. Yeah, they had her on tape saying it. So the significance of the Johnny Depp trial, which really doesn't have any significance at all, is he's fighting for the fact that a man can, in fact, be pistol whipped verbally by his wife and any other ways. She, she, pardon me, she pooped in the bed. He was sleeping in the bed. She pooped. In, can you imagine if the rural, if the roles were reversed on that one? Can you even imagine? So I, I try to encourage people that we are winning this battle, friends, because we are seeing the enemy turn on each other. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, hang on here. The enemy, they're fighting amongst themselves. Coach E, you're live all across the world. We just prayed for you. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Thank you for all your prayers, guys and girls. Um, I'm waiting here in the uh, waiting room and ready to go. So thank you for your prayers and uh, God bless all of you. And uh, I listen to you every day. And uh, what a what an inspiration it is for me every morning to listen to you guys. And I'll tell you what, Coach has got the best team in America. Mark that down. We do. <laughs> Amen, Coach. Well, we we already prayed for you, and these these folks are going to be praying for you uh, throughout this uh, this whole ordeal. Norm, I wasn't have quite great, sure. Have a great day. You get this first knee done. When's the second one done, Norm? Um, maybe in August. All right, get you back okay. on the floor. Coach, yeah. could you tell Coach Norm to when he gets home to sit on a rocking chair and rock every day, and within six weeks he'll be walking. Okay, I won't tell him that, but because he just hung up on me, so we'll we'll get that we'll get that message to him. He, he and his wife Barb, um, they're at they're at the, they're registering they're at the hospital now. All right, cool. Uh, where was coach? I was going somewhere. Where was I going? I listen. A lot of great, a lot of great things that are going on. Okay, a lot. Hey, Myra, pray us in. Let's let let's let Myra pray us in here. We'll be on our two, coach. <clears throat> Revelation twelve eleven, and they overcame him by the blood yes. of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. You got to tell somebody. Love, you got to tell somebody. And they love not their lives unto the death. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Hoddle and open our hearts to you. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear them heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Mm. Revelation 2 6. But this thou hast 
thou hast hasted the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which mm -hmm. also I hate. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 20, 17 to 18. Bread of the seed is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. Every mm. purpose is established by counsel. With good advice, make war. Amen. But Haggai 2.8. Silver is mine. The gold is mine. Yes. Save the Lord of hosts. Romans 6.23. By the, the way, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say the Bitcoin was his. The, the other coin, he said the gold's mine, the silver's mine. He didn't say the dollar was mine. He didn't say the ruble was mine. He said the gold's mine, the silver's mine. Keep going, Myra. Sure. For the wages of death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Psalm 38, 7, for my loins are filled with a leosome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. And the closing verse for Monday, May the 2nd, 2022, is James 5, 3 to 6 from the Message Bible. And a final word to you, arrogant rich, take some lessons and lament. You'll need buckets for the tears when the crash comes upon you. Your money is corrupt and you find crows stink. Your greatly luxuries are a cancer. Your God destroying your life from within. You thought you were pulling up wealth. That you pull up is judgment. All the workers you have exploited and cheated cry out of judgment. The groans of the workers they use and abuse and roar in the ears of the master avenger. You've lofted an ear and lifted up. But all have to show for it is a father that unusual course. In fact, your done is condemned and murder perfectly good persons who stand and take it. I release resurrection power, love, and joy to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, Amen. a lot of judgment in that Bible. Sorry, you ain't going to get away from it. There's a lot of ifs and thens, ifs and thens, ifs and thens, and if nots and thens, and if nots and thens. There's a lot of those in the Bible. A lot of that. We serve a God of just justice and judgment. We serve a God who loves justice and judgment. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. We don't teach that. We don't preach that. We don't talk about that. Do we? I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get focused here and open up the, the lines here. I gotta talk about some things that are important. Dr. Paul, come on in your hands up there. Go ahead. From the Holy Spirit, I got a message this morning that made perfect sense. Jesus Christ is the new reset. Mm. No more room for compromise. Life is sacred. Amen, baby. Jesus Christ is, is the reset. We got to promote that. We got to promote that reset. By the way, that was my message when I spoke to the Constitution Party, basically. Same message. It's all over me. I can't get away from it. We have to, folks, if you think that we're going to, that we're going to turn America around by constitutional conservatives. You really, really? You really think so? That, how's, that, how's that been working for us, right? We're going to turn it around by that. We're going to turn, turn it around when God's people unsheath the sword and begin to speak the word of God into these situations. Quit denying who we are, denying what we're about. 
and uh, the, what were the what were the deeds of the Nicolaitans that he hated so much? They were they were cold. They were dead. They were lukewarm. Jesus said, "I hate that." We, we've been we've been focused so much on MAGA and Trump and all that stuff. It, it isn't about any of that. It isn't about. Hey, listen, there wasn't a bigger Donald Trump supporter than me. When I was I was a Trumpster from the beginning. But I'm going to tell you something. The dude's off the rails. <laughs> He's off the rails. MAGA, long live MAGA, long live MAGA, the make America great again. Long live that. And thank God that Donald Trump raised up MAGA. Thank God that he did. But uh, uh, Donald Trump, I don't, I would say, listen, I don't care if you get mad. I'd say his spiritual discernment is very, very low. That would, that would be, that would be, I, you guys remember when you were born again, when you were first born again? Some of you still aren't. But do you remember when you were first born again? You couldn't figure it all out. You didn't know what was going on. I've had I've had twenty. When was that? About nineteen eighty-eight. How long would that be? Eighty-eight to two thousand twelve. Uh, twenty. 20. I've had thirty-four years of gospel training to be able to understand the gospel. And if Donald Trump got born again, whenever, whenever he got born again, he's only three years down the road. He's just a puppy, just a puppy spiritually. And you know one of the hardest things to do is to be able to, to learn to control that ego, to think that you know better than God, to think that you're smarter than what God is. And you think a guy like Donald Trump all of a sudden uh, turns around and bends to the will of God? Come on, come on. Tell me you're smarter than that, right? You're smarter than that. So Donald Trump started MAGA. He launched something great. huh? It's bigger than him. We're, we're beyond that. People, he's, people Donald Trump's important. Huh? Long live my MAGA. That's what I say. Long live MAGA. We can do this thing without without Donald Trump, huh? Come on, man. Come on. Okay, I, listen. Shut up, man, Coach. Shut up. There's some good stuff going on, Craig. Craig, I want to pull you in. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do some teaching. That that sounds arrogant, doesn't it? I mean, because in order for me to do teaching, it assumes that I'm the boss and I know something you don't know. So I don't. I hate to use that. I'm, I'm going. I I don't want to do teaching. I want to discuss some things. And that together, Bible says that in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. It says, come, let us reason together. So I want to reason together today. I want to throw some things on the table that we can reason together over. Because you do not have to agree with me. Don't have to. All right? You don't have to agree with me. But these are some things I think we need to reason together about. So Craig and Myra and, and Steve Deck and Rusty and I mean, we had we had a we had a crew at the trial of help me out, Craig. His name uh, Bashaw. B A S Bashaw. He was being court-martialed, and who shows up at the Lieutenant Bashaw? I think it's Lieutenant Lieutenant Bashaw's hearing, but the Salt and Light Brigade they show up out there and they're holding signs and doing doing everything we can. If you can uh, for me, real quick, Spencer, pull up the email that says. Free, uh, Freedom Fighter 1776. Pull that one up. And Craig, so this, uh, Craig and Myron, Steve Deck and Rusty and some probably some others I'm forgetting, showed up at Lieutenant Bashaw's court-martial here. Folks, today I'm trying to highlight some things that are going on. This show just isn't about me. It's about us and what we're doing. So Craig and, again, Myron, those guys showed up. Tell us what happened there. Lieutenant Bashaw was being court-martialed for not taking the jab. The government wanted to basically, they wanted to throw him out. 
and uh, fining 40, what they want, the government wanted to hammer this valiant, valiant, I think 17-year, 16-year stellar, 16-year soldier. They wanted to throw him out and court-martial him and break him financially. And uh, he held in there till the end. And what was the result, Craig? Well, it, <clears throat> technically it wasn't for not taking the vaccine. What it was, oh, yeah. you're refusing an order to take testing and to wear a mask. Those were the specific. And then also he was charged with not leaving the premise when he was told, but that was bogus. So it, had, it didn't have to do with the vaccine. He has a religious exemption, okay. although that did get proved. But the basis, the basis of it was, it's an Article 93, when you're given a, a, a lawful order by a superior, you're supposed to carry it out. He disputed, since these are under the emergency use authorization, that he was not, uh, he, he did not have to take that. And so that was the basis of the argument. So in other words, Craig, he didn't sign up for that when he signed up, right? He didn't sign up for taking an experimental jab when he signed up. Go ahead. Well, he, he, he got into the weeds and used their laws against him is basically what he did. And he made, a, he made a compelling argument, although the judge did not take a lot of the information that he was providing. Uh, what, what, and so the hearing Thursday was to see if it was going to go to trial. And the judge said, yes, there's enough evidence for her to go to trial because he did refuse the order. But the, the essence of it was he refused the order on an emergency youth authorization. And, and what he did is he kind of covered his base, in my opinion, the judge, which says, you know, military does have to have orders. But in continuing in the circumstances of it, he was doing basically a good thing. So but what was the outcome, Greg? He was, found, he was found guilty, but he has no nothing more than being originally charged with it. And apparently this will be removed from his record. And uh, he said he's going to be eligible to be promoted to captain. So he keeps his job and gets a promotion. So the judge slapped him on the wrist, said, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did break an order. The judge, the judge didn't dive into the, the, deep, the deep weeds on this thing. But the reality of it is uh, a lieutenant, first lieutenant Mark Bashaw will – was found guilty, but the judge said no further punishment. In fact, did he not say, Colonel uh, Lieutenant Bashaw, he expects a promotion, Craig? Did I read that right? Well, he's on the captain's list, and this is going to get expunged from his record. And so, you know, um, he feels like he's going to be able to compete for that. And he's going to get and, and, more details to come. He's, and more he's details, but folks, our Salt and Light Brigade folks were there standing with him. Stan, unbelievable. Steve Deck was there. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, the the other thing, too, was uh, the PCR test he took. He researched it and found, you know, all the different chemicals in there, and two of them were highly, at the maximum level, dangerous to your health. And, this, and the third one was a, a, a warning to your health that he needed more information on, and they had no disclosure on how to handle that stuff. So he lost, but he won. He lost, but no, no penalty. He got a parking ticket, and they said no fine. That's basically it. Yep. Is that what you say? Yep. Yep. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, so I'm going to give. I, the good thing about this, coach, is this is documented now. So we yes, have legal precedents. They know that this information exists about these tests and everything else. If they yep. do not pursue this now, in a way, they are being um, uh, not not competent in looking after their soldiers because they've been given proper information to investigate. This thing is deep, man. Thing is deep, deep, deep. God bless you guys. Thanks for doing that. Uh, Jeff Klein. Is Jeff in here? Jeff, uh, 
Well, as Jeff's coming in here, as Jeff's coming in, let me get uh, jo- let me get John in here real quick. Then Jeff, I want you to talk about the prayer event that that you guys attended this week, folks. There are things going on all over. Listen, we got we got us a good crew here. John, go ahead. Yeah, Coach, I just got a call last night from my son who is out on a sub out in D- in Washington State. They have a twenty year old kid. They pulled everybody together, let them know that um, he died of liver failure. But, of course, they don't know why. 20-year-old kid. 20-year-old kid in the military, folks. There you go. It's everywhere. Hey, by the way, John, I got an electric issue at Sky High. Give me a call afterwards. Maybe maybe you can walk me through. I can't get one of the circuits to kick back on. I don't know what the heck's going on. Over. All right, buddy. We'll take uh, a look at it. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, do I want to go to these? Yeah, Glenn, go ahead. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, actually, I spoke to Neil Peterson last night, Coach, because I had some signatures that uh, I needed to get to him. And the deadline's today. He said that they're delivering them uh, to the state capitol today. Right. And he's going to send one of his campaign workers to pick them up. So, yep. um, he's about he, indi- he said he was about 10% over the amount needed. We needed 5,000, and they're over, they're over 5,000. Yes. This is for him to be on the ballot as a – as an independent. He's not running in the primary that's coming up now. Neil Peterson will get on the ballot and be positioned if we have DeWine against Ryan, whoever it is, whoever it is. If one of the people running for governor doesn't get the nomination, Neil Peterson will be on the ballot against the Republican nominee and the Democrat. Now, I don't think it's ever happened, and Jeff Klein's going to talk about that a little bit. I don't think it's ever happened in the, in the state of Ohio. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, okay, now listen, I'm going somewhere. If you just want to, if you're giving me a comment about what you did with your Aunt Sarah on Tuesday, I don't want to hear about it, okay? If you have something germane to what we're talking about, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach, uh, in regard to the excellent report from uh, Brother Steve Deck and Craig Mickle. Um, I have something to say about that. Mark 4.22, for there's nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything kept secret, but that it should come to light. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the word, Jeff Nell. Then Julie. Yeah, real, real cool, Coach. Things are happening. In regard to the things are happening, God is making it. I keep meeting people now. We're developing Assault on Light Brigade right here. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to talk about that if I get a chance to. Julie. Hey, guys, don't forget to vote locally today. We're having more than just one election. Thanks. Elections tomorrow. So is that what you're saying, Julie? Yeah. Well, I thought it was a third. Yes. I'm sorry. Tomorrow. Yes. I'm sorry. Always Tuesday. Always Tuesday. Always Tuesday. Always Tuesday. Dr. Paul. I got called to... Uh, help out with some election thing in Maine. Uh, somebody represents life, and my, as and in my mind, it's there's no room for compromise anymore. This is a sanctity life. This no. is what the vision said three years ago when I came into this medical bull bull stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I have a hard time believing that any politician can get through this without compromise. So it's only by the grace of God that these people are going to be able to come into the election. It's going to require prayer. And I have no doubt Jesus can do this, 
But folks, wait. But, but Paul, listen, folks. We have to leave with we have to lead with Jesus. The the idea of building a big tent. How has that worked for us, friends? How has that worked for us? Again, calling ourselves conservatives and being a building a big tent so we can win elections. And then who do we have? Well, the ringmaster is some guy that doesn't even agree with our values. And we are at a point right now where we're going to have to be unashamed in our support of Christ and Christian values. It is the only way that God can breathe upon our efforts. He cannot breathe upon conservatism. There's 19 different conservative issues that we talked about on Friday. He can't talk, he can't breathe he cannot breathe on conservatives who are for homosexuality. Sorry, he can't breathe on conservatives who are for different types of marriage. He can't breathe on conservative. You understand what I'm saying, folks? Christianity, Christ and him crucified. And if we don't build a coalition of people who agree with Christ crucified, him, king of kings and Lord, if we don't build it on that foundation, we are not going to ever, we're not going, we're not going anywhere with it. We're not going anywhere with it. That's why I want to talk. To, <clears throat> I want to. Uh, all right. Now, don't raise your hands anymore. I'll never get where I'm getting. Go, Debbie, then Betty. I just want to address your comment before about teaching. Coach, I'm here to be taught. If I right. knew everything, I wouldn't be in here. When I went to Sunday right. school, I wanted somebody to teach me something. So you That's are right. our leader, and we want you to teach us something. All right, Betty. Thanks, Betty. Come on in, Betty. Just a quick note on my event. Uh, the cutoff day is May 6th. I thought she was kind of rude. Oh, I was going to admit, I was going to talk about that today. And, Dad, um, it. But if, um, you know, if you call and she says, let me get a hold of her and I will have a talk with her. But, the day, you know, to make a reservation is May 6th, but you can cancel like three days before the event. So if you think you're coming, make a reservation, then cancel. Throw that up there. Can you do that? Go to Coach Dave live and throw. I'm sorry, Betty. I was, no, that's, one, that's okay. You got a lot of things on your mind. And it's I, no do, I, I do. Thank but you. There's there a it book is. under Past oh. Salt Ministry. So, you know, I'd love 27th to. And 20, 27th and 28th and down in St. Clairsville, Ohio. Betty's having a Salt and Light Brigade huddle. And she's just telling you that, folks. So if you, want to, if you need to get a hotel, she has a rate that's going to run out on Friday. I, listen, they'll probably still give you the rate. They probably will. But, but, uh, so think about that, okay? There's plenty of hotels around too, so. Yeah, all that stuff there's on the, I'm sorry that I didn't, I didn't get that up there. Okay, so thanks, Betty. Thanks, Betty. Um, okay, Jeff, you there, Jeff? Tell uh, Jeff, I think, I think Mel was there. Anybody, anybody else was there? Uh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> I got to say this. I know Neil Peterson to be a man of God. I know him to be a man of God. I do. And I know some of the sacrifices he's made in his own church to run for governor. And I would say this, that I would hope that the six or seven or however many people out there, Joe Blystone, Ron Hood, I can run down the list of people who are running for governor. I pray you all win. If you don't win, I pray all of you get behind Neil Peterson. That you tell everyone of the, ever that you publicly come out. You hear me? You publicly come out and say, I will not support Mike DeWine. I will not support Mike DeWine for governor of Ohio. I will not do it. I support 
Neil Peterson, the independent, and I pray that you would do the same too. Now, if you, uh, if your guy, your girl, your guy gets, it's all guys. If your guy gets elected, then let's get behind your guy. If, if we get us a good, if we get us a good Christian running for governor, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. But if we don't, we're strategically placed. So, so on, on Saturday night, down in Neil Peterson's church in uh, Brookville, Ohio, down clear on the uh, west side of Ohio, they had a prayer rally for candidates. And many of the people who are part of the queue went to this prayer rally for candidates. Let me say it again. Prayer rally for candidates. All right? Prayer. Not rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. I'm for Joe, Joe Blystone. I'm for Neil Patel. I'm for Ron. No, 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 no. A prayer for candidates, right? Jeff, talk a little bit about that. Jeff, Jeff and uh, I know Mel was there, some others over there. What, what was that? What was that all about, Jeff? Oh, Jenny, I addressed his church yesterday morning. I don't have much of a voice left. We just, we hammered it to the very end. I told Neil's church Sunday morning that was the most powerful church service I think I've ever been in my life. From 6 o'clock Saturday night until 10.38. And even Joe Blystone was still there at 10.38. So Joe, Blow, Joe Blystone was there? Yep. Bakita was there. The guy running against LaRose was there. What's his name running for? Uh, John Adams. Yeah. He was there. I mean, there was others there, and I, some of my were they, camp- were they campaigning or getting prayed for? Which were they doing? No campaigning, none. It was nothing but prayer. I'm telling you, they were all down. Neil brought them all down front. The resistance chicks were powerful. They introduced every speaker, and everybody got seven minutes. That's it. And they come up and talked about their faith and their Christian and how they grew up. <clears throat> Was Christians and where they're at today, it was powerful. Nobody talked about lowering your taxes and creating jobs. And the the praise team was the war songs they played. I mean, the spirit fell on that place that night. It was powerful. I mean, I stood there and watched as we stood there. They made old Joe Blystone tipped his hat back and anointed his head with oil and prayed over him, each one down there. And I saw these men standing there with tears. Bakuda was broken. Bakita, he was broken. I'm telling you. It was great. The Dixie Chicks went on and on and on how that was the most powerful, what was supposed to be a political event, the most powerful political event ever held that they've ever witnessed. They were on fire. So, it Jeff, so, yeah. so, so it wasn't political. It wasn't about endorsing a candidate. Nope. But you're confident that the guys who were there, the Joe Blystone and you said Mark Pekita, and, and I don't know who all was there. You're confident they're Christians. Yes, their their testimony. They give little testimonies in that seven minutes. It's online. Neil's got it. It's all down. It's okay. Nice. So friends, okay, Jeff. So let me let me freeze you here a second. Then Mel, if you want to jump in here too, you can. Uh, folks, listen. Here's one. Here's one. Here's how I see it. As clearly <clears throat> during my high school uh, coaching career, and uh, I was I re I rebuilt programs. That's what I did three different times. One time I coach Norm and I took a program. We started a program, took it from scratch. We went 0-8, didn't win a game our first season. I built, I built teams, built teams. And the NFL draft was just held this, this last weekend. And, uh, you know, you go online and you check draft choices of every team and 
you follow the dialogue and the Facebook postings of people talking about, oh, that was a lousy choice, and why didn't they choose this guy, and why didn't they choose Here, – here's the thing, see. When they do the NFL draft, they are picking not just for next year's team. They're building down the road. When they, when they draft a football player, they're looking to how he fits into the overall plan. And what this guy's when we draft this guy, this guy's going to be our quarterback, our linebacker in the future. He may not be a starter next year, but you know, four years from now, he's going to he's going to be a, a number one player. As you build a program, you surround yourself with good football players, right? Well, here's what's happening, Dustin. I, I spoke the other day about Woody Hayes and three yards in a cloud of dust, and how those days are over. And I cannot emphasize this to you enough. Think of all the different political parties that we have. The Constitution Party, there's a Patriot Party, there's the American Conservative Party. I mean, uh, uh, different silos, as we like to say, all kinds of, all time, everybody out there building their own team. And I would ask this question right now How did we get to a point today in Ohio where we have what I would say, I don't know, guessing, uh, I think there's seven people running for Senate? Seven, I think. And I don't know how many of them are Christians, but let's say three of them are real Christians. How do we get to the point where we're, we have three Christians? Uh, that, which Christian do you vote for? How, how do we ever get to that point? Here's what I'm saying. We need to start right now deciding who our candidate's going to be in 2026. When's the next gubernatorial election? 2022. The next one would be four years later, 2026. And we ought to begin raising up right now a Christian candidate, getting the churches involved. One, vet them, do whatever you have to. See, here's what we do. It's like whack-a-mole. We wait for the elections to come. We see who throws their hat in the ring, and then we choose which one we want. And we're looking right now in the state of Ohio. We've got probably four, maybe five pretty good candidates. I don't know. Running against DeWine, who nobody wants to whine. But DeWine's likely to win because he's the Republican wonk. So we have to look four years down the road and say, okay, who's going to be the, who's the Christian champion we're going to put forth in 2026? And we ain't going to have four of them. We're going to have one of them. We have to begin to do that, friends. We have to begin to do that. But you know, we'll never build a team. If you just, just whoever volunteers to run, that's who we select. Oh, well, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, you have to sit there. Okay, yeah, you're in. Okay, cool. And then, folks, it doesn't work like that. We need to raise up a Christian champion now. One for Senate, one for House, wherever you are. House. We need governor. We need to raise up Christian champions that when the election comes here four years from now, every born-again, spirit-filled, awake Christian knows this is the candidate. This is the guy. Doesn't matter whether he's a Republican. Doesn't matter whether he's a Democrat. This is the guy that this group of Christian leaders have selected to be our candidate. Not 10 of them running, spreading the vote out. That's, that's where we are. And we're so damn stupid, we can't, we can't even understand it. We can't. Un- Why do they? I spoke last week. Some of you will get this and some of you won't get this. I spoke about Woody Hayes and three yards in a cloud of dust. And Woody Hayes had two tight ends, no split ends three backs in the backfield, and they just block down three yards. They move the ball down the field. Well, now they go to the spread offense. Why did they go to the spread offense? Because the spread offense makes the defense far more vulnerable, far more vulnerable, right? But we have a spread offense, and nope, the guys on the spread offense, all the candidates, they ain't in the same huddle. 
They're playing against each other. Do you guys see this? Do you not see this? That all of our candidates are playing against each other, trying to beat Michael DeWine. And if every one of them are valid and worthy of support, and they all get uh, uh, 18%, four of them get 18%, let's say, that's uh, 72, I think, if my math's any good. That's 72%. And then DeWine picks up 28%. DeWine wins! Hey, Coach. Some of the just a few of the things that led up to this. Last week, in the middle of the week, we were at like forty-two hundred, and we're like, "Oh my, we're closing in the last few days." We went to the flea market there outside of his church, about forty-five minutes away. Me and Tom at a flea market, set the tent up in the table. We got hundred and one signatures in like four hours. So, so, so the point is, Neil has enough signatures, friends. He has enough signatures. Why aren't we, why can't we figure this out? Why can't we, do you guys trust the Republican Party? I don't trust the Republican Party. I don't trust them. Why can't we figure this out? Come on in, Roger. Then Mel. Well, it's clear in Ohio, a one-on-one match, DeWine would be beat. It's clear in Ohio, a one-on-one match, uh, a conservative Christian would win the Senate seat. It's just very obvious. Right. And instead we got instead we got conservatives fighting on each, who's going to go against DeWine. And we better pray because he's got that Republican machine behind him. And somebody, yeah, do the damn math. Do the math. And so we won't, we better not find ourselves in this situation four years from now. We better not. Come on in, Mel, then Mark. Yeah, so, I mean, it was an amazing event at the Harvest Revival Center. When I arrived, um, Michelle greeted me. Um, she's one of the resistance chicks, and she goes, oh, here's the agenda. You're going to be on it. And I had forgotten that I was going to speak. So you know how I am about that, Dave. I'm like, oh, I need to sit down and make some notes. So, but, um, you know, the program started. It was amazing. And then during the time that people were speaking, I just had a real, um, you know, sense that um, instead of doing my prepared notes, I actually got up on the stage and I got on my knees and I prayed Psalm 91 protection and, you know, God's plan for the election. And I, that was just, I felt so good. And like that I was right where God wanted me to be of the, um, I love the battle music and David Paxson was, you know, blowing the shofar and had an opportunity to put my hands on the different candidates and pray for them. And so, I mean, and then, Gosh, we were, I ended up spending the night at the, at the, at the church. I, I texted my husband and said, Hey, I, <laughs> it's late. I'm not coming home. And so I stayed overnight. Um, I, I slept in the church and then the next morning I kind of helped where I could. And then he had, um, I helped to spread all the, um, petition signatures around the altar. And then at the end of the service, um, you know, we prayed for the over 5,000 signatures, not just for the signatures themselves, but for the people that they represent. And um, it was just, you know, amazing. It felt like I was right where God wanted me to be. And, um, you know, I think that we, we, um, we opened up heaven and we, we brought God's attention to Ohio on Saturday night and into Sunday. Amen. So what if, what if we were organized as we move, move forward in this? Hey, this election's over. Election's Tuesday. It's over. All the campaign and it's, it's all over. Go vote. It's a, look, I hate to focus just on Ohio because I know some of you aren't from Ohio. But 
I know this is going on in Ohio. I know this. I know this is happening, and I know that the Salt and Light Brigade guys are right at the center of it. Jeff Klein's worked his butt off getting Neil Neil Peterson five thousand signatures. Is what see to get on the ballot as a governor if you're in a, if you're in the Republican Party, you only need twenty five hundred. I think it is. If you're an independent, you need five thousand. What is that all about? One thousand for the Republicans. One thousand for a Republican. Five thousand. For an independent, what is that all about? So these are things, folks. Listen. So it's like, oh man, I'm a football coach. When the game was over on Friday night, I was preparing for the next game immediately. I would go home. We'd watch the film on Friday night. Saturday morning, we'd bring the film and we'd show the plays. And our game plan immediately began for the next opponent. So when this election is over on Tuesday, we have to immediately begin to plan for the next opponent. We have to be smarter in the way that we've been operating. Mark Trump. Yeah, Coach, you know me. I don't know much about this election stuff, but I got questions. So we need a Christian candidate. So is that a Catholic? Christian, or is that a Baptist? Would the Lutherans yeah. vote for a Presbyterian? Yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah. The back, the backdrop for this is the apostate church, Coach. Yep. Who's the apostate church? If you're a Baptist, who's apostate church? Other Baptists, nah, maybe no. Lutherans. But if you're a Lutheran, who's the apostate church? Who is the apostate church? Mm. It's all of them except for what a man or two. In each one of the buildings. Yep. So they're all apostate except for the one you belong to, right? I don't I agree. I don't understand how you raise up a quote Christian. Is the term no longer valid? Because yeah. it's denominated what ten thousand times? Yep, yep, yep. How do we raise up a Christian coach? What's the label you're gonna put on it? Well, we have to figure that out. Then we need to get in a coach's meeting and figure it out. Because I can tell you that are you listening to me, friends? Patriot is dead. Patriot. I know Democrat guys who I know union guys who are patriots. They ain't on our side. They're patriots, but they don't like conservatives. I don't even know what a heck a conservative is. People claim to be a Mark. I don't even know what a Christian is, really. Right. Right. So that's that's why that's why we're in the mess that we're in. Right. That's why we're in the the message. They have so. The other side has been so good at muddying our message. Do you understand that, friends? So the Lord is really, really exposing and unveiling and revealing some things that thank God for the COVID and the breakdown of all that stuff that people are beginning to see the tyrannical arm of government and they're beginning to realize that their church hasn't done anything against it. The church has been part of it. They're beginning to see it. Eyes are beginning to open. And so the big game may not be played till 2024. It may not be played till 2026. But no matter what happens on Tuesday, there's another game coming, baby. And we better begin prepared. We better not be here two years from now just voting on six candidates who want to be governor, right? All of them probably good people. All of them probably valid. Oh, we'll make America great again. Oh, we'll make America great. So who do I vote for? When I go in to vote for Senate tomorrow, there are six candidates, I believe. Six candidates, or maybe it's governor. Six candidates, all of them saying they're conservative. Now, I'm more awake than the average Christian boy come down the path. And if I'm confused, can you think about the average church-going person? 
Can you can you have any? There are going to be people by the millions that are going to go vote who have no information at all about the candidates, and they're just going to randomly vote. They're Amen. Just going to Amen. Right. Yeah, right. And so it's happened in the church because see, the church has become more conservative than Christian. Don't come on, friends. More conservative than Christian. And if we don't start having the Christian debate publicly to flesh out, to to shake out, to expose the phony Christians in the race, then we're going to continue to be in the same place that we're in. Like I said to Janet Folger Porter on here uh, last week, she says, Coach, everyone knows I'm a Christian. Janet, no, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. And say you're a Christian and separate yourself, run as a Christian, and raise that question of what is a Christian, what does a Christian believe, how does a Christian act, how does a Christian vote, raise that question and show a difference between you and this other conservative running as a Christian. If we don't get this right, folks, Bible says, I heard Myra pray it today, to seek his face. Let me tell you something. That'd be a scary job right there. <laughs> That'd be a scary job. You look that boy in the face, huh? If, if, what's it say? If, if my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. A lot of people running for government, a lot of people in America calling themselves Christian. I can tell you this. They ain't seeking his face. In fact, if they saw that his face, they would hide theirs. That's okay. We're all conservatives. We're just conservatives here, Coach Dave. All of us. Yep, that's. Yep. Then we get a conservative. Mike. Oh, well. I'm going around in circles. Come on in, Silver. Coach, I was involved in a U.S. representative election in 96. And uh, one of the things I found out was we, we got to the point where we were in the runoff. And we were ecstatic. And a sudden, all, all these other people kind of showed up to help us, you know, in the in the background doing kind of stuff. These people were all working for the other guy. Yes, infiltration, right, Joe? Infiltration, big time. And, of course, we lost. But, uh, I mean, it was one of the most revealing things I've ever seen concerning government and elections and things like that. And I'm, I, I was just totally blown away at how corrupt this whole thing is. Yes, sir. And the, the enemy plays for keeps, Joe. Yeah. And they, I don't know how to fix it. You know, that's one of those, you know, I said, well, I ain't ever running again. You know, that's kind of crazy. But yep. the, the, the guy he spent his own money. He spent almost $40,000 of his own money. And he owned a little uh, 7-Eleven kind of thing. And, uh, but all of his personal money and it was all wasted because we got infiltrated by, you know, uh, the other side. We had no idea what we were doing anyway. But, uh, is it, is it 751 already? Are you kidding me? I didn't get anywhere yet. Claudine. Hey coach. So, um, New Hampshire is doing something a little different. I just sent you a video a few minutes ago. We're doing something called the Resolve, and the Resolve is an initiative in a nonpartisan write-in campaign, which we're um, gaining momentum and traction. Basically, we are finding our own people, um, and we are going to use the write-in 
uh, method without mm. camp, without campaigning, without money, without any of that, and going in for a sneak attack. <laughs> We're hoping awesome. that we can at least get a third of the vote that's required in the primaries, which is a low um, voting uh, day. So if we can get in and um, take care of our governor in September, we're, we're, we're going to be working on this hard over the summer. So we need, we need a long-term strategy, don't we, Claudine? That's right. Folks, listen, win or lose on Tuesday, there's a game coming up. There's another game coming up. And folks, the left is always planning for the next game. We, we're home complaining about the last one. And so, uh, look, uh, man, where'd the time go? Bernie, come on in. Yeah, thanks, Coach. I was saying the Christian is the one that actually obeys God and gives him honor and glory. Um, you, ha- you have to have a record of walking in obedience to actually, you know, anybody can make that claim, but, but what have you done? Okay. But this is how, how we hopefully need to find out who the Christian candidates are. They need, Amen. They need to have a track record. Hey, Bernie, let me tell you something. That track record is going to look a lot different two years from now. Uh, There's going to be a different yeah. America here in two years. We better we better get our plans made, right? Better get our right. plans made. Jack, come on okay. in. Uh, three quick points. Great job with the Constitution Party, Coach. It was excellent. Uh, Thank number you. two. Uh, no more, no more silent protest. No more silent protest. And Same number way. three, you guys, we got a, we got a bunch of brilliant people in this queue. We need to develop a new acronym that, that properly describes what you're talking about. So, th- be <clears> thinking <throat> about it, guys. An acronym that is catchy, like instead of patriot or instead of conservative, yep. a nice acronym that really makes the point. Because they've they've poisoned they've, they've changed the words, changed the world. They have poisoned our language, friends. They made a conservative nothing. They've made a patriot, a Trump supporter that wants to shoot people. That come on, that's what they've made it. You know that. And we keep using the term patriot because we don't understand. We know what a patriot is. We and but the other side doesn't. They only believe what MSNBC tells them. People, most people don't spend any time. Uh, <clears throat> do you did you guys do you understand how big the NFL draft is? Do you know that ESPN gave two solid days of that? Huh? Could we have two solid days of a revival on America that people would watch? I don't think so. Sports is what an idol. Joe Allen, come on in. <clears throat> what do we say all the time, coach? These people are claiming to be Christians and conservatives. What are they? Little G gods? Yeah, yeah. This is what we're looking at. <clears throat> but Joe, Mark Trump hit it right on the head, though, right? That's Which right. one's apostate? Which one's apostate? We point the finger at everybody. Well, uh, pastors, there aren't many good pastors, but ours is a great one. There aren't many churches, but boy, ours is a good one. Boy, most of those churches, they're apostate, but not ours. We got a good. And, and, <laughs> no G gods. And nope, everybody nobody. pray for Ohio. Pray for Ohio Brett. He's going to Florida to visit his family. Pray for his travels. We always pray. He, he lived on the road. Ohio Brett does. We do that. Pray for him. Jeff, come on in. Man, we're about out of time. Come on, Jeff. I didn't get, just, to didn't get it, just, just to wrap it up. Neil reached 84 counties out of 88. 
signatures in 84 counties. Out of all them counties, they were, he asked me, he said, how many people, Ben, did we pray for, you think? I know there was at least 40 to 50 at the Trump rally we laid hands on. He'd stopped getting signatures to pray for people and just taking the gospel to these groups. They're saying hundreds and hundreds of people. Here's what we're doing. If, if anybody locally has any leftover ballot signatures, I'd be willing, if I can get them, I could meet Neil over there before he turns them in. We're looking at probably around 54, 5,500. We're thinking going to hit 6,000. But just today, everybody pray. The next two weeks, they said roughly to get him checked, and then we'll know where he's at. And then because tomorrow, make- tomorrow, we'll know about all those other candidates who are running for governor. And if it's Michael DeWine, we better have somebody other than Michael DeWine in the race. I want to finish this with this today. Well, I'm about out of time. Number three, Fauci, 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 Fauci. Oh, I didn't get anywhere. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's been a good show or not. I don't know. I didn't get anywhere I wanted to go today, okay? I had some deeply spiritual stuff I wanted to talk about. Fauci. This is Fauci in 2004. Yeah, he's been around that long. Are you listening? Fauci, 2004, C-SPAN. Play it. Case with you. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she should if, not she get re- it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she year. doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Henderson, North Carolina. There you go. There's that lion, Sacco, whatever that demon. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. And as I've told you many times, the problem we have in the American church, we don't even know what our weapons are. All we you can, People can tell you what your weapons are not. They say, well, they're not, they're carnal. Okay, I got that one down. What is our weapons? What is our weaponry? And why are we in the church, See, why do we seem to be so helpless against the forces of darkness, which, by the way, are playing out in the political realm? And how is it that Christians, which are 76, I saw the statistic, Constitution Party, 76% of Republicans consider themselves Christian. 76. But are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? 62% of Biden voter, voters consider themselves Christian. And Jesus himself told us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And if you think we are going to win back this nation for the cause of Christ, calling ourselves conservatives and patriots and whatever's constitutionalists, dude, you you are dumber than any rock that fell off of a turnip truck. And for those of us who know the truth, need to stand up and begin to speak the truth. I want to, I listen, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. He said, I came to divide. And what is with this big table? We all love each other. Kumbaya religious political system that we find ourselves in where over half of Christians are voting for baby murderers and homosexual uh, promoters and uh, uh, what's that, transgender? What is going on? And we fall in line and we run as the next conservative and the next patriot. How in the name of Jesus Christ 
can he support an, an, a movement of people who will not publicly use his name? I don't think he can. I'm not mad. It just seems like it. Hey, Bridie on today at 11. We'll see you tomorrow.